Welcome to the Conceive, Believe, and Achieve podcast, the podcast that helps people conceive, believe, and achieve their goals, whether it's in athletics or in their personal life. I'm your host, Sean Garris, former University wrestling coach, former three-time world team coach. Okay, well, let's get started. Um, Coaching athletes can be a rewarding experience, um, but it also comes with its fair share of challenges. Um, One of the most common obstacles coaches face uh, is dealing with athletes who possess um, difficult, let's say, attitudes. You know, those athletes or these athletes may display behaviors, you know, such as um, defiance, um, negativity, um, lack of motivation, or even poor sportsmanship. Um, However, with the right approach, you know, coaches can, you know, effectively manage or maybe transform these attitudes into positive and productive ones. Um, you know, this, this can happen. Uh, it just takes a little bit of work. And what I want to do is kind of talk about those sort of things. I've been involved with, um, you know, athletes in the programs that I've operated under or within and have to deal with athletes like this. Um, you know, I can remember one that comes to mind where, you know, uh, probably one of my better, my better athletes. And, um, she had a problem, um, with, uh, anger, uh, and it was f- overflowing into our, let's say athletic domain. And, um, as a result of that, I had to deal with it. I, I couldn't let it keep going because it was going to infect the rest of the, uh, the culture that we created it, you know, in our, our uh, training room. Um, but I think the first thing that, you know, when you, when you come to dealing with difficult personalities, and again, it's not just defiance, um, it, it just can be negativity in general, you know, coming to the practice and just hating it, or lack of motivation, you know, kind of pairs with that, um, or just poor sportsmanship. So the biggest thing is, and I think the first step uh, in, in coaching athletes with difficult attitudes is to really understand the reasons behind the behavior. Uh, sitting down and having honest conversations with these young kids um, can unlock a lot of things. Uh, they could be just, hey, you know, a one-time thing where they're having some issues at, uh, at school. Maybe they're being bullied. Um, maybe they uh, or cyber-bullied. You know, that's the new thing these days. Uh, back in my day, we didn't have to do with cyberbullying. It was straight up bullying. Uh, and cyberbullying can be very, very, um, well, uh, a horrible, horrible uh, for, um, for a young kid to, to go through. Um, it could be the result of uh, personal issues. Like I said, um, you know, lack of confidence could be another one. Um, the kid coming into the room... And everybody else is better, and uh, you know they they just don't they don't feel in place. So you know it's up to you as a coach to kind of really figure out um, what's going through their heads, and, and try to assist them in some way somehow in a direction to get them get them on a better, I guess, mindset. Uh, the fear of, of failure is another one. Uh, you know, there's sometimes pressures put on at home. Uh, by parents that they need to win, 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 win. If that's a, 
uh, you know, a culture that you have at home, you know, that could be detrimental to the person's or to the young athlete's uh, mindset. Um, because if there's the bar set at winning, um, and that's when the the young athlete is getting praise all the time, then what ends up happening is sometimes the athlete doesn't want to fail so they don't try so that they don't you know they they don't get the negative feedback or they you know they they don't experience that that positive feedback but they don't want they don't want to fail their parent they don't want to you know fall short um or you know it can be too is that they're frustrated in the room there again i talked a little bit earlier about that athlete that you know walks into a room where everybody is at a higher level than they're kind of finding their way in you've got to be able to say hey listen we start somewhere um and so did everybody else you're going to be starting at the same spot um and you're going to work with these kids here to to get you to that same level um you know you got to take the time really to unlock these things these aren't things that kids are going to tell you um you know you have to communicate these things to your athletes you have to have an open door policy um chat with them uh even empathize with some of their concerns um you know and this will help you gain their trust and develop a deeper understanding of their perspective and you know i think when you give that you know athlete the opportunity to let you look through that uh, lens their lens um they believe or they start to to see that you're starting to understand them um one of the other things that 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 you need to do also is you need to set clear expectations because kids are you know kids want to follow uh direction they want to follow direction and if they don't see anybody following direction they can you know they can get confused they can get pissed off uh and as a result of that it can affect your culture uh your training culture you know, you need to establish clear expectations and boundaries. Uh, that's crucial when dealing with athletes with difficult attitudes because it says, okay, these are the barriers or these are the boundaries. You're not to cross them. And you got to be a stickler, stickler for those sort of things too. Um, of course, I, I had a, an athlete that was, again, coming into the room that was, uh, you know, uh, popping off with bad language, um, having outbursts, anger outbursts. Uh, one of my better athletes um, I had to talk to, to the, the, the athlete about the behavior, what didn't respond very well to it. And, but if that athlete continued training with us, um, and didn't adhere to the boundaries and the structure that I had, I had put in place, of course, that would affect the training culture for everybody else. So we had to, again, sad to say, but we had to let that athlete go because it was going to affect the whole, infect the whole entire team. Um, you know, and it was sad for that to happen, but, you know, I have these expectations, I have these, you know, these boundaries, uh, if anybody bre- breaks them and if I make a, an exception for any one of them, um, they see that those, you know, those rules only apply for one person. Nobody else is going to follow them either. Um, so it, it's, it's crucial to really set those boundaries and, um, you know, let the athletes know about your expectations, um, because that will help uh, again with dealing with negative behaviors. Because then the the individual with the negative behaviors knows there's going to be consequences if you cross that line. Um, you know, another way to kind of you know quell that negative attitude of your athlete. You know, even going farther in building positive relationships. You know, developing a positive you know coach 
uh, athlete relationship, it's essential for, you know, transforming that difficult athlete, um, their, their attitude, um, just, you know, asking them about their day, you know, having a genuine interest in, in the individual, not just, you know, having the door open, start training right away, bang, and uh, go from there. Because then it becomes an unfeeling environment. You have to be able to give your athlete a reason to train, and not just because you want them to get better, but because of the environment they're in. When you have a safe environment um, or a positive environment to train in, your your athletes are going to be more more successful, and you'll see those difficult attitudes really um, dissipate. Um, you know, you got to show genuine interest, though. That's the big thing um, in in the kids' well being. You know, on or off the field, in the practice room, wherever it may be, you know, you, you know, you can offer support and encouragement. You know, it doesn't, it, it can be any type of support, uh, outside support. You know, one of the things I remember doing at uh, York University is, you know, uh, if there was a move that one of the kids uh, was working on, I'd often go to YouTube and I would send them extra uh, training points from YouTube for them. Um, that something's so small, but it shows that you're invested in the individual. Um, you know, being constructive with your feedback too. Nobody likes feedback, um, especially negative feedback. You've got to be constructive with it. You've got to present it in a way that, Hey, you know what? Um, this is going to improve me. Um, you know, Hey, yelling at a kid and saying, you're doing that wrong. Of course you've seen, uh, you know, they just kind of ball up and, and they, you know, get defensive right away. It's the same thing with adults, you know, or older athletes. When you criticize them, they shut down. It's the, it's part of the fight or flight, um, flight reflex. Um, when an individual feels threatened, what happens? Fight or flight, right? So when you're giving negative criticism, automatically an individual feels that they're being threatened. So they start to shut down and they start to go into survival mode. So they're not really listening. So you've got to have this way of becoming more uh, constructive with your feedback, you know, offering them, you know, hey, that's great. You know, you're doing everything good. I like what I see there. There's just one little thing I want to fix and it'll make you better. Maybe that's the way to approach it sometimes. That's the way that I do. Um, and I find it's, uh, it's worked well for me. The other way where, you know, if you're yelling at a kid, telling them wrong, I've seen other coaches do that. I've seen actually, and even heard of, you know, swim coaches, and I'll use this example, a swim coach that, uh, I know, uh, belittled one of their athletes about, uh, how their diving was going on in front of the entire group. I'm not sure that's the most productive way, um, way to coach an individual, I will tell you that, you know, if I was in that room, uh, I guess in the, at that pool, the way I would have approached it is, hey, is that you're, you've got, you've got, you're doing A, B, C, D, right. Let's go and let's look at this little portion here, because this is where it's going to make you a lot better if you try there. I think that's where we need to focus, you know, and it's unfortunate that there are coaches out there that do act that way, because again, it can be very detrimental. The way a coach handles a relationship can really cause um, the individual either to, um, I guess, uh, you know, their potential became, can become greater when they're encouraged, but when you're belittling them, of course, they're going to shut down. Even their performance may shut down. Um, you know, 
you you got the other thing too is you got to remember this and i i try to you, you can't go in the the old days of you know um one size fits all it it, it doesn't exist anymore um, you know, you've got so many personalities into a room. You've got to individualize your coaching approach. You know, you got to recognize each athlete is unique and may require, you know, a different coaching approach, uh, especially individuals with difficult um, attitudes, right? Positive attitudes, they're, they're, they tend to be a, a little bit easier to coach. But again, you, you, you've got an approach for that athlete, but you have to, a, another approach for another athlete. You know, some athletes need, you know, to be respond well to direct and assertive coaching. Some of them do, um, while others may need that more nurturing approach and patient, patient approach. Um, you got to tailor your coaching style to suit the individual's needs. You know, that's, that's just, it, it's, it's, it, that'll ensure that they, you know, that they feel understood and supported as well. Um, another thing is working with these young kids, showing their value, but focusing and in, in, in goal setting with these kids. If you help an athlete set realistic goals and achievable goals um, and encourage them to focus on personal growth and improvement rather than comparing themselves to others. This comes into play when, you know, you're looking at, um, and I talked about it earlier, the, uh, the, the uncontrollables. Everybody wants to win, and there's a lot of focus placed on winning. Um, and as a result of that, what ends up happening is we forget about the effort and the attitude. The effort and attitude, when you encourage effort and attitude in an individual, um, you know, the winning will come eventually because the effort and attitude is, are controllable, controllables. You can you can control your effort and your attitude when you're performing in the uh, wrestling room or on the football field, wherever you are. You control those as, those as an athlete. So if you're encouraging them as a coach, you know, great attitude, great, you know, great effort, um, love it, attitude and effort, right? If you encourage that, it's going to be, you know, it's going to get better and better, and that's your main focus. But if you're focusing on the uncontrollables, like the wins and the losses, um, what's going to end up happening is they're going to be afraid to perform, afraid to disappoint you. I talked about that earlier. Um, you know, by setting specific and measurable, attainable and relevant and time, you know, goals, um, that's important too. You don't want to make the the big goals, um, you know, unachievable. You want to make sure that you break them into increments so that you have incremental success through the process. And you got to let your athletes know that there will be setbacks. But we will go and keep keep moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. That growth mindset, you know. Um, the other thing that helps out with this, uh, with negative or, I guess, defiant behavior, but if you're fostering a positive team atmosphere, sometimes that'll take care of it itself it as well because, you know, if you've got a group of good kids, the, it's just going to make other kids good too as well. You got to create a team culture that promotes positivity, respect, and support, man. Uh, two rules in my room, it is hard work and support your teammate. Support your teammate means a heck of a lot of th- things. It can mean, hey, you know, showing up to practice on time so that you can work out with your teammate. Uh, it can mean, you know, getting up from technique and getting back into a technique so that your so that your partner can can uh, can do their work as well. Um, you know, and or just positive encouragement. But even it could even be maybe, hey, you're 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 
maybe uh, you have two athletes that are having a little bit of an argument on the side, and then you ask them, hey, is this is this um, encouraging your teammate? Is this being, you know, being positive? Uh, and, of course, they are answering that for themselves, and then they change their attitudes. Um, trying to think. There's other things, too, that, you know, in mental skills, um, you know, you can consider... Now, you know, incorporating some mental skill training into the coaching program as well. You know, teaching athletes um, such as visualization, you know, positive self-talk. Hey, you know what? I'm good. I, uh, you know, I've had athletes, you know, in my room that were being bullied at school as they're they're wrestlers. Uh, And, of course, the schoolmates were saying, well, you were that, you know, that... uh, that skimpy little outfit to wrestle. And, and of course that made the, the young kid upset, but I, to, to talk to them differently about that. And what I said is, you know, wrestling is the toughest sport in the world. There's nothing, there's no sport tougher than it. If you look at the UFC, the, the UFC, you know, displays, um, just how tough it is. The, the guys that are actually on the top of the ladder in the UFC are, are wrestlers, um, the, that was one way that I positively talked to this kid about, hey, listen, you may have this at home, or sorry, not at home, but it was at the school. Somebody, one person may be saying that, but the whole world is being shown that wrestling is the toughest sport in the world. That was able to actually boost that kid's ego and let him kind of get through that teasing process. Um, thank goodness. Um, Okay, so let me uh, finish up. Um, you know, coaching athletes with difficult attitudes requires patience, you know, understanding and, uh, you know, a strategic approach. You got to kind of, um, you, you got to get to them and you got to understand them. By understanding the root cause of their behavior, you know, setting clear expectations like we talked about and, and building positive relationships, that too as well as individualizing coaching approaches, you know, catering it to the individual, um, you know, focusing on setting goals and fostering, you know, that positive team environment. I can tell you the positive team environment, fostering that culture is so important. I've actually, I I witnessed the swim team where the coach was very, you know, like I said earlier before, I said how, how he reacted to his, his athletes, that was just one one little incident. There was many of them, and that that culture, that culture in that swim team was absolutely cutthroat. The people did not like each other. Um, you know, when they're training with each other, it was really bad, um, unfortunately. But you know, having a focusing on again a positive team environment. How do you improve your your team environment? Well, as a coach, one the first thing you need to do is really take control. You know, and look at the negativity that's being brought into it. And if it's part of your training methodology, you need to remove it. And then look at the, you know, the athletes that are feeding into the negativity. You've got to be able to find out what's going on beneath the surface with these individuals. Is it little more than what you think? It's about having those conversations. It's This is just my in-the-corner discussion. It's a solo um, chat. Um, I'm going to do a little more of these Um uh, you know, on maybe on a regular basis. Um, and, but I'm still going to bring in guests. 
I want to bring in guests, and the guests come from backgrounds in coaching or athletics, and their stories uh, come out through the interviews and how they've dealt with adversity, how they've dealt with coaching issues, and how they've dealt with maybe problematic behavior. So all that is what we're about at the Conceive, Believe, and Achieve podcast. Thank you for listening.